So this is Eddie from Ultimate Man Builder, and I have Nick Drosso, a self-defense expert from Montreal, who has a lot of real, um, or rather a lot of experience in real conflicts as a doorman. He also has a following of more than 63,000 people on YouTube, and I, I know this has grown like quite substantial because I've been following uh, Nick's um, content for quite a while there, and it was a lot smaller than 63,000 uh, when I started following, like oh, more than a year ago, actually. Uh, so Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Eddie, for having me. Yeah, no, it's awesome to have you on here. Um, I've been watching your stuff for a while. You teach basically real, real self-defense. It's you know nothing fancy. I know you do a lot of stuff, almost like conf uh, conflict resolution, like kind of stopping the fight before it starts, or even doing preemptive strikes and this kind of stuff. And we'll we'll get into those um, into those uh, details here in a bit. Um, but I'm really curious, and the viewers will be curious as well, or the uh, listeners rather. Uh, what is so? What what is your story like? How did you get into martial arts in the first place? Were you bullied as a kid, or was it just something of of uh, interest? You know what? It it really started with that. You know, I grew up in you know a fairly poor and pretty you know tough neighborhood. I grew up in Park X in Montreal, and you know being bullied as a kid at eight years old. You know, I just you know told my parents, Dad, you know I want to start doing kung fu. I want to learn martial arts. And uh, it started, you know, at you know, at you know, eight years old. I started. I did kung fu for two, three years. Then I did a little bit of taekwondo, a little bit of boxing, kickboxing, some reality-based self-defense. Um, you know, worked with a lot of different instructors, and a lot of my experience also came, you know, working from nightclubs. You know, seven years and working in clubs really, you know, allowed me to, you know, learn a lot about real self-defense what actually happens you know in, in real life versus what you learn in a dojo or a gym are two complete you know i call them two complete animals because that's what it is mm -hmm. yeah it's cool you brought that up actually because i remember i tried kung fu for a year when i was 20 a really long time ago now and uh and there was kind of a disconnect between the reality and then the kind of sterile safe and very friendly dojo environment in you know the upper you know middle class well, I don't know it's upper but anyways middle class uh, neighborhood and uh, I even remember when I was doing it you know when I was sparring with guys it was really touchy tappy kind of stuff and I ended up um, quitting that and going to boxing but when I was sparring guys would even like it's kind of like even in that safe environment they would still get scared and people would turtle up and turn around even though you're not drilling them like you're just throwing you start throwing a bunch of punches and i wasn't by no means any good at that time but they were still always seeing this and i thought it was kind of funny so i, I thought you know i'm going to go with something a little more real that's why i switched over to boxing um like what what, what have you seen in your own experience uh, in terms of where the disconnect for like martial arts and what actually happens on the street like how do you um learn this well you know what like, you know, I realized very quick that um, a lot of the techniques, a lot of the memorization, a lot of the fancy kicks, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that's taught that, again, is going to work in slow motion when the guy's not committing, when you're training with a partner, when you're, you know, in a safe, controlled environment and you know the person's not committed. Like, you know, I, I always talk about the story where, you know, I was doing, you know, training reality-based self-defense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had a gun put to my head and in the dojo, I'm trapping the gun in the gym and I'm pointing the gun and I felt like a superhero, you know, like, and everybody around was like, wow, you're super fast, looks so cool. <laughs> then I remember working at the club and having the gun put to my head and just staring at the gun and looking in the guy in the eyes and just, you know, you just, you know, for a split second, I'm like, okay, you just went blank, critical focus. You know, you you lose moment in time. You're like, holy shit. You know, my hands didn't come up. I didn't, you know, pull anything fancy. I just stayed calm. I just remember saying, Nick, shh, just start talking. Hmm. Start talking. Start diffusing. Start de-escalating. Don't be a hero. If you trap this gun, even if you do super nice, you know, there's, you know, about 100 people get in line waiting. So, you know, that's where the difference comes in. And that's where the experience and knowledge comes in. And this is what I like to teach people. Like a lot of my self-defense is... Not only physical, a big part of it is awareness, verbal diffusion. You could avoid 90% of the situations just by being aware and the other nine by diffusing them. You know, mm. there, a lot of them are ego-based. So, you know, other than, you know, being ambushed for a particular reason or if somebody is out, you know, to hurt you, that's, you know, obviously if somebody, I always say, you know, if somebody wants to, you know, has the intent to hurt you, well, you know, eventually, you know, it's... It could happen, you know, but 
again, a lot of it is, you know, awareness and, you know, I try to cover all that. And like, you know, when I spent years doing martial arts and I love martial arts, I think it's, mm -hmm. it's great. And it gave me some great tools, but again, we, you know, we never talked about awareness or diffusion and stuff like that, you know, and little things that you can do just to be safer. Mm -hmm. So just kind of, you know, not pulling out your uh, $5,000 camera when there's, you know, in the, the wrong uh, neighborhood kind of thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was in Mexico one time with one of my exes and uh, and uh, visiting family in the areas we're in and some of the people who were kind of around were not the friendliest and uh, she pulled out her nice shiny um, you know iPad or some, something like that and she started taking pictures. I was like, no, 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 I've got to kind of, you know, put that back in your bag. I was like, yo, I'll tell you when you can take it out. Cause, so just being aware of what's around you is obviously that's a big start. Totally. Totally, you know, and in, and in terms of, you know, I believe self-defense has to be simple. You know, it's you got to keep it as simple as possible. Under a high-stress situation, your body will not be able to, to remember all the blocks, all the techniques. There's too many variables to have an ABC sequence, you know what I mean? I give the best example. If you do the same scenario five times and you change... Uh, you know, you change the scenario each time just by adding one person with a knife or there are two, or, you're going to get a different outcome, hmm. you know, so it's very hard. So when I look at anything that has, that ha that's very technical, that's very sequenced, that has a pattern of one, two, three, I move this way, he moves that way. You don't know how your attacker is going to move, hmm. you know, and that's really the difference, you know, and you said you did boxing. I, I spent years, I, you know, I trained at one gym, knockout gym, and I was like, you know, bo I boxed there for like about a year and a half, and I worked with pros and, you know, just to work on my boxing. And again, you know, it's the skill that you acquire through boxing, the difference between hitting closed fist or open hand. Those are the little small things that you can do. If a guy pulls out a knife, you're not going to box a guy with a knife, but you got to learn, okay, what can I do? On the outside, I could use my legs. I can parry. I can strike. I can trap. You could also use an improvised weapon. You know, and a lot of times you won't think about it, but either looking through my videos or, or like training in certain scenarios, you'll learn how to pick up anything around you, you know, and just either throw it, use it as a shield. But, you know, that's, that's the difference, you know. And so you mentioned earlier as well, the, um, that time or the first time, I don't know how many times the gun has been pulled on you, but somebody pulled a gun out to your head yeah. and uh, you made the fear kicked in and you kind of just froze there and you said, okay, let's start talking. How, how can people actually overcome their fear in a situation where, cause it's easy to talk tough and, you know, be the cool guy. And then all of a sudden when you're in the actual situation, everything changes, right? Totally. And that's, this is why I'm, I'm going to answer your question. This is why when I look at a lot of self-defense videos, I say to myself, Okay, like you're, we are responsible for people's lives. People who are watching these videos are trusting me to protect them through what I'm teaching them. Like they're learning from me. So when I see videos where the guy's got a gun to his head and he says, give me the money and they pull a fancy move, I'm like, give them the money. One wrong movement, <laughs> one wrong, he flinches wrong. The guy's on drugs, on crack. He yeah. pulls a trigger, you're dead. Like, don't be a hero. Like, unless your life is worth more than money, and only you can decide that, you know? Mm -hmm. And how do you overcome fear? That's the greatest question I get. For me, I found doing um, a lot of scenarios, full-out scenarios. Like, you know, the first time I got in a ring, obviously, you're afraid to get punched. It's mm -hmm. normal. The more you do it, the more you do it, even though you're afraid, step in, get out of your comfort zone, start very light and work harder and like, you know, start with bigger gloves, go light, get a good spar partner, do drills and, you know, try to overcome like the fear of, let's say, of, of getting hit, doing scenarios two on one, three on one, experiencing a small minimum adrenaline through scenarios. And you're never going to replicate reality but you want to try to get as close as possible to what it may feel. And I remember when we used to do, a, you know, um, I was training at one gym at, um, I, was, I was at knockout gym and I, had, I was training like four or five guys at the same time. And one of the guys was first time doing scenarios. I put on the helmet and the kid was like shaking. He was getting an adrenaline. He's like, goes, I'm scared. I go, it's normal, man. There's two guys who are going about to jump you and you don't know what's going to happen. And you're still in a controlled environment. So imagine being out on the street, how you're going to feel. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think by doing these types of scenarios and whether sometimes they're verbal attack or physical attack or intimidation, like intimidation scenarios, you try to experience that in, you know, as much as possible, more self, uh, controlled environment. But again, 
in the street, the reality is you really don't know how you're going to react, but you try to prepare as much as possible through doing the scenarios mm -hmm. and like just building your confidence. And it's a slow, it's a slow, it's a slow, you know, it's a slow procedure if you want to call it, you mm -hmm. know. So it's basically exposing yourself to the stimulus that causes your fear in the first place. So you can handle it more effectively. Totally. You know, it's like in the army, right? The, the, you know, they, 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 they train in scenarios to try to prepare you that when you're in battle, you know what the feeling is to got, mm. to have bullets blazing and to be on the ground. So you try to simulate it's the same thing that, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're training, it's, you know, that's the closest, any other close, you know, like, you know, I, I made a video where I have a guy trying to punch me in the face and he's six foot seven and I'm wearing a mouthpiece and gloves and he's swinging at me. I'm like, any more real, I basically have to take off the gloves and take off my mouthpiece and say, just try to knock me out. But obviously, you want to train also safely and smartly, you know? Yeah, I remember that video, actually. and It kind of gave me a nostalgia about sparring with a guy who was about the same height, which is really difficult. It's, <laughs> it's a killer. You know, I tell people, you know, people tell me, oh, you know, I, I know we want to try to tell people size doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a factor. It's not the only factor, but it's a factor. And mm -hmm. for you to neglect it, it's just, you know, like I say, it's not for nothing. There's fight division and categories in every, you know, fighting sport because, mm -hmm. you know, 15, 20, 25, 30 pounds of a difference and height makes a difference, you know? Oh, even 10 pounds. It can be, you know, yeah, totally. Weight. Yeah. And also, um, there's a quote on your website, which I really like as well. Everyone has a plan till I get punched in the mouth. And Mike Tyson quote. Oh, yeah, that's that, awesome is, one for this. that is my favorite one. And, you know, it, it's funny because it's not only about, you know, it's not only about self-defense, but it's about life also. You know what I mean? You, you go in with a plan. I always tell people, you know, when you're faced, like, you know, when you're faced in a potential, you know, with an attacker, and I always, you know, I always tell people you have two options, either verbally diffuse, de-escalate at all means, or go preemptive. Hmm. You didn't start the fight. You didn't pick with them. You, they came to you. You try to talk your way out of it. And if you don't have a choice, you hit first. But that to say that, don't anticipate anything can happen. Don't go in with a pre-plan saying, I'm going to come in and I'm going to strike him. That anything could happen. And if you think like that, you might just get a surprise attack because you're thinking and planning and the guy's just going to sucker punch you and that could just be it, you know? Yeah, that'll be that uh, surprise punch in the mouth. It changes your plans. <laughs> I actually had one of those. You know what I mean? When I got sucker punched, I say it in one of the videos. And I remember I just got flushed in the face so hard. It's as if somebody took a bag of bricks and hit me in the face. The guy was like so big and like eight on one or something and it was wow. outside the club and i remember it was the first time i was like oh shit like i mean like you know i i kind of felt good knowing that I, you know it was been a while that nobody had landed anything but that <laughs> was just i was like and i just remember right there i was like shit okay i gotta start you know there's always somebody out there who's bigger faster stronger and mm -hmm. anything could happen in the street you know it's anybody's game i said anybody could knock out anybody any day so you know yeah, you never know the the, the uh, small, uh, inconspicuous guy who takes you out, right? So you never know, you know. And I say, you know, like you could, you know, you could be a sixteen-year-old skinny little kid and give him a knife, and he, he could stab you ten times, and you won't even see it. You know, that's what that's what people, you know, you know. I, I do a lot of knife stuff because I understand the dangers of a knife in close quarter. And, you know, I, I worked with somebody who I got stabbed. I knew somebody else who got slashed. And it's like, you don't even see it. It's so fast. And, you, didn't, you know, I remember one scenario we had, one situation, uh, one of the guys got stabbed. We, we didn't even know who had the knife. That's the reality of it. You know, and we, we had no clue. Like, who's, how did you get stabbed? From who? And, you know, that's, again, that's where, you know, we, we made a lot of videos with scenarios in our in our in our self-defense videos where you know you know i don't even know who has the knife when they're attacking mm -hmm. me because i want to try to simulate what it's going to look like what it's like what you're going to face and as close as possible in real life that sounds like the uh a ninja attacking scenario there where you, you get stabbed <laughs> like who the hell stabbed me <laughs> but but it's that quick in the street you know and it's that scary because you know like in that case when the person has got a knife the size doesn't really matter you know what i mean the size and strength doesn't really matter you know i say mm -hmm. it could be a small little psycho person who's out to like just on drugs and has a knife and the most unorthodox fighter but he could 
just do just as much as damage as the expert knife fighter to me. You know what I mean? That's that's my personal point of view. You know. Oh, I I got charged by a squirrel one time, and that freaked me out. <laughs> Yeah, the chief and maybe the rabies. So I just jumped out of the way. Like I don't know what this guy has. <laughs> so in, in the knife in the knife fighting uh, scenarios you've seen, like uh, typically what what is what kind of like there, there's a lot of there's probably a lot of fantasies about knife fighting and the, you know there's the, all the movies where the you know James Bond or whatever he disarms the guy and breaks his arm. Like what typically would actually happen when somebody does pull a knife? You know, and most times you won't see the knife. Most times you won't see the knife. Hmm. Um. In a, in a, again, this is through experience, you know what I mean? In, in terms of like, other than working in clubs, I, I, I have never I've been maybe in two or three altercations, which I was able to verbally diffuse. Mm. So the, the, the altercations I experienced were like always in small crowded environments. And, you know, both times we had no clue who had the knife. You know, what I mean, we had no. It's, it's dynamic. It's fast. It makes no noise. It, it's, you know what I mean. It's, it's chaotic. Um, you know, the person doesn't pull out the knife and stare at you and you know flash it. You know, it, it again, it could happen, but in a lot of cases, it's you know when you're looking at a, a, a fight that you know it explodes into you know uh, it explodes into a fight. You, you, the guy's gonna pull out the knife. You won't even see who has a knife. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, I remember I, I give you difference between a gun and a knife and i remember in one club i worked and somebody pulled out a gun and shot in the air you know and you should see when you're man everybody just God. people were jumping out people on the floor we were like what the hell is like what you know what i mean you know we were like where is it coming from who's got it you know what i mean so again you know those i guess those are you know those are the realities versus you know what you know some video show you know and and that's what i try to do in our self-defense videos you know yeah you have a st static knife attack where the person might place the knife knife somewhere in your body you have the dynamic but when you're looking at the type of situations if you're the type of person who goes out to bars or to clubs or stuff like that those type of scenarios i've seen rarely do you see anybody just you know pull out the knife and say hey you know you know, I got the knife. No, you know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't happen like that. And especially when I see videos with knife fighters who hold the knife and they're squaring off one-on-one, -on -one, you know, what's the chances of you meeting another knife fighter and go one-on-one -on -one with them? You know what I mean? I understand it. It could be part of a drill where you're developing some skill and this and that. But again, you know, it's that that's the main difference I see, you know? Yeah, you're probably not going to have a gentleman's battle. It's going to be more like somebody pulls it out, like you, you mentioned, and they just kind of stab you. You don't know who the hell it was. In a yeah, and you, like that. and you won't even feel it under adrenaline. That's mm -hmm. the thing. You won't feel it under adrenaline. You actually might think you're getting punched. You won't even feel it. You know what I mean? I, a sick thing. I saw somebody get stabbed with a pen. I was working outside the club, and there's just a big brawl, and the guy walks to me, and he's like, I could see his days, and he's got like scars in his neck and his face. And I'm like, I'm like shit. I just oh, shit. He got stabbed with a pen. You know what I mean? I could see all the all the stuff around. I'm like, you know. So again, you know what I mean? A guy pulled a sharp object, and he probably didn't even see it. You know. So that's that's the reality. You know what I mean? And that's why again, you know, I focus on a lot of awareness. Like when you face an attack, where's his hands? Where's his hands on his pockets? Behind his back? Is is he looking around? What are the cues? Those are the most important parts of self-defense that we miss don't cover the knife when it's pulled out at your throat cover the knife when the person's following you he's angling off his hands behind his pocket he's getting close it's like okay what is he doing why is he reaching for his pocket why is he coming so close how fast am i ready to move where am i moving is an improvised weapon close to me that is to me self-defense that's what i teach that i think is a strong point and other systems do teach it but i emphasize it more because mm -hmm. i know the dangers of it and I know the importance of being able to pick up those cues and those signs to intercept you know that knife that attack the the the, the sucker punch or his friend coming off to the side you know so a lot of awareness basically goes into just actually knowing everything around you being any movement you, you got to see everything totally because it helps you be proactive so it helps you move like a few seconds before your attacker hmm. You know, why give him a head start? You know, if I'm thinking he's going to attack me and I see him reaching for something, am I going to wait till he pulls out the knife? No, I'm going to go preemptive. You don't have a choice. Once the knife comes out and you start swinging, 
you know what I mean? You got a few seconds to trap it or else, you know, you're going to get slashed six, seven, eight times before you catch it. You know, it's the reality. And depending on how much and how much do you train it, you know, like I look at most people, you know, they'll, they'll do a self-defense class two or three times a week and twice a week. They're going to train, especially like, you know, I look at some of my clients, they're 40, 50, you know, and how much knife do they actually do? So, you know, picking up those signs and those cues and are, are very important, you know. What's the actual, what's the psychology behind, like, in the case where you diffuse a situation, like, you've, you've obviously talked yourself out of a lot of situations, like, the, yeah. again, with the story, again, the gun at your head, and you had to talk him down. What is the psychology, like, what, in a, a potential attacker, if he actually backs off when you're, just through your, you know, by your words, uh, what kind of goes into that? Like, what is going to be, like, you probably weren't on the other side of the uh, the scenario there, but what is going through an attacker's head when he's like, okay, I'll just kind of back off now? You become his best friend. Uh. You become his best friend. Look, man, like, like, let, let's talk about it. What do you want? You know, let, let you start negotiating with them. You start, you know, you got to find a way to be diplomatic. Don't, you know, you got to put your ego aside. That's the main thing. It's ego. I've seen people, you know, take beatings and you know one i still remember the you know ambulance came to get the guy hmm. all he had to do was say i'm sorry all he was asked apologize and leave and he refused to apologize and that's why i tell people put your ego aside you don't know who you're messing with in the street it's not a ring fight you don't hmm. know your opponent you don't know if he's been in prison you don't know if he has a weapon you don't even know he might be psycho enough to come back in six months and get you hmm. that's the difference and i think that when you're faced with these type of scenarios you have to start, you have to put your ego aside, you have to talk to him, you have to listen and communicate to everything that he's saying and find a way to, you know, get him on your side through verbal. Find a way to be like, look, let's talk about this, let's find a solution, nobody needs to get shot today. You know, we could find a way to not make this go physical. Have you actually ever become friends with somebody after a scenario like that? Like you, like you're saying, like you know, make it be a friend. Uh, Have you actually became friends in real life afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, yeah, one, one, one guy. I won't say friends, more of acquaintance. Like, you know, like when when you work in that type of scene, you after a while, you know, you you, you don't want to make enemies with these people. You you mm. want to, you know, you know who they are, and you you find a way to like, you know, be you know, befriend them. Polite, find a way to like just you know. And at a certain point, there's a certain amount, uh, there's a respect that grows between between the both of you, and, and that's it, you know. But, like, in one case, yeah, you know, like, I was able to defuse, and then I was like, all right, cool, you know. Didn't go physical. I respect you, respect me. Don't do any trouble here. Everything's good, and that's it, you know. But I believe that that could be in with anybody out there when you're faced with a situation, you know. Mm. So I, I you know, I... I there's a lot that could be done just through verbal and putting your ego aside and, and you know, but unfortunately our ego gets caught up and we want to prove ourselves that we're strong and that we mm -hmm. can do it. And, and, and that's what gets in the way. And sometimes I say, that's what's going to get people, that's what's going to get you killed. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I tell people, just put your ego aside. Even if the guy calls you a fucking pussy, you're, <laughs> I'll fucking kick your ass, get out of my face. You know, all right, man, no problem. You're walking away. That's fine. Now you come in my face too close now you're either going to get hit because you're in my range. Like now you're a little bit too close. You're in my comfort zone. But, you know, I tell people if they're 15 feet away, they could tell you, tell me whatever they want. You know, that's fine. And I'll, you know, I, it, you won't get a response from me from that. Hmm. You know, but most people, you will get a response if you call somebody a fucking chicken and you're going to beat them up. And, you know, I've seen stupid fights like that. And I'm like, like, really? You got to like fight because the guy said you know your mom is this like really like <laughs> you know what i mean it's stupid it's really stupid but it's it's ego based you know what i mean and you got to put that aside because like i said in in the street you don't know who you're facing you don't know who your attacker is it's the difference between you know getting in the ring you know you've mentally prepared you know who he is you know his mm -hmm. background you know how he fights you could tap worse eh, you're gonna get knocked out big mm -hmm. deal right there's a paramedic right there you'll be fine <laughs> yeah in the street you get knocked out the guy might you know not stop when he knocks you out and pull out a weapon and stab you or kick you in the mm. face so that's the that's the danger you know that's that's the big difference yeah i know i know guys who have been punched in the face and they they dropped 
and the punishment wasn't so bad. It's just when they hit their back of their head on the pavement, that was the bad part. Oh, but you see, that's something that a lot of people don't talk about. Like to me, like that, you know, that is, you know, and I, I hate saying my story, but I saw it once where the guy just got knocked and his head went right to the step and it just split right open. I was like, and you just literally see like, so those are, those are like, and it's really funny because the more you, it's not funny actually, but the more you see that stuff, the more you actually hate violence, Hmm. the less violent you become. I'm, I'm so much about you know, self-defense. And that's what I try to teach people through my videos, you know, through our videos on YouTube, just, you know, learn how to defend yourself, learn how to, you know, empower yourself, feel confident about yourself, feel strong, you know, change your, the way you stand and the way you walk and your complete energy as a person. So you're not that victim. So people don't see you as somebody easy to pick on. And that's where a lot of it starts. Uh, it's totally true. I, I saw there was a, uh, it was kind of a, it was kind of like a surface level, like preliminary study, but they, they kind of uh, showed videos to uh, violent offenders in prison and they kind of asked them, who would you choose as a victim? Like who would you attack or, or mug or whatever? And it was funny. I think it was like, like a really high percentage, like more than 80% or 85% of the uh, people that they chose to say, oh yeah, that would, I'd rob that guy. These people were actual, like in real life, previous victims. Like they, they had been robbed or attacked and, and assaulted. And um, it was almost like they're, they, you know, they're showing stuff with their body, the way they're walking and their eye contact and, you know, how they're holding themselves. They're like, hey, you know, attack me. Whereas some other people will just never get attacked. They just, they just walk around and they really hold themselves up well. You know what? That is it, it, totally, you know what I mean? You, you, you develop a victim mindset and you start, you know, walking like one and, and you know, a predator could smell that you know what i mean like you, you'll see that through your body language the way you're standing are you looking down you know once the person decides to come close to you i tell people you have two options you could turn around and look him in the eyes and face him mm. or you could just keep walking straight thinking he's going to go away but you walking and thinking he's going to go away and tucking <laughs> your head they just said all right once i grab her she will do everything i tell her mm. but if you turn around and you face your attacker are you following me do you do you, do you need something? If, if you're a woman, are you following me? Do you need something? I tell women, like, you're not, he's not suddenly going to become an attacker if he wasn't planning to attack you. He'll be like, oh, I'm really sorry, you know what I mean? And hmm. either cross the street or, you know, go the other way or, like, apologize, which doesn't mean I'm still going to keep my eye on him and I'm still going to be aware where he is. But those are the two different choices that you have, but that's, that's what they look for, hmm. you know? And that's why... You know, I tell people learning self-defense is so important because you will change your behavior as a person, you know, and not only in terms of walking down the street, but I, I personally believe at work, at, you know, everything you do, you'll feel more com- more confident and more empowered about yourself as a person. So was there like a kind of a turning point for yourself and your own kind of confidence levels? Like, was there like a, a day you're like, you know, I feel, you know, I feel kind of good about myself. You started holding yourself up better. Was it like after the martial arts training or was it more like after you had experience in real conflicts? I, I would probably tell you, um, it was around when I was like 16, 17, you know, I, I was like till the age of like 12, 13, I was like, like, I was like the smallest kid in the school. I was skinny, scrawny with braces. <laughs> I was bullied through my high school like crazy, you know? And then at like 16, I just, you know, I skyrocketed. I was 5'11", 108 pounds. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to start training, you know, and I just started lifting weights and training and, and like just started changing my entire mindset of, you know, who I wanted to become as a person and like say, you know what, like, yeah, you know, I, mean, I had fought a few times, but like, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to change the complete direction of who I want to be and what I want to become and, and just, and slowly I just completely like change. And obviously when I started working in the clubs, it, it did, you know, give me more confidence, you know, after being in real life situations and training at the same time, you know, so it was just a combination of everything. This sounds like more of like a, you know, not just like a martial arts journey or a self-defense. It's like a whole personal development uh, journey here. You know what it is for I, I believe it is for most people, you know what I mean? Like like I said, most people who are gonna take self-defense is because at some point in their life 
they're bullied. You know, it's not the bully who's going to go take self-defense classes. It's somebody at some point who's picked on, who's bullied. And like we talk about bullying in school, but you're bullied at work. You can be bullied, you know, uh, at a bus stop. You could be mm -hmm. bullied outside. And learning self-defense will empower you, will, you know, slowly give you more confidence to believe in yourself and to be able to stand up to, you know, everything and everybody around you. So there's a whole approach to it, I believe, more than just learning how to throw a strike without getting too zen. You know what I mean? You don't need to like sit and meditate. Not, I don't do it, but like, I mean, not, not for me, but I mean, it, it, there's just, there's more to it. Like there's, it, it starts with learning self-defense, but a lot of things are attached to it. Just the confidence that you build on a, on a, you know, daily basis, but slowly it doesn't happen instant. It mm -hmm. just, it gradually happens. I, that's my belief. No, I'm totally in line with that. I think even um, some more famous uh, people who kind of went uh, down that road as well, like uh, Van Damme, I believe, was bullied when he was a kid, and that's why he started training martial arts and lifting weights. And obviously, he's ended up in much different places now. Um, you know, myself as well, starting like doing martial arts or uh, boxing, it kind of changed me because I was totally insecure. And it, you know, it was an overnight change at all. It just took a long time, but it's kind of like, it's almost like a, a foundation. Like you, you always have it that, that there in the background, you feel like you can back yourself up or you can help somebody else or, you know, just the way, like you said, you hold yourself differently. So you always feel better about yourself. Totally. You know, like, like, you know, like you took boxing, just that, you know what I mean? Getting, you know, just going in the gym and hitting a pad and hitting the bag, you start you know, you start, you start feeling changes in your body. You know what I mean? You get in the ring the first time and you're scared and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to get hit. And the first time you get punched in the face, you're like, oh shit. You know what I mean? You're, you're bleeding maybe and you start getting scared. And after the 10th and 15th and 30th and 50th, 100 punch in the face, you're like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, you start to break the fear slowly and then you're not, you're not scared as much. And that's, those are the little things. And you'll be like, okay, well now I'll do some kickboxing and now I'll do some, you know, I'll do some grappling and I'll do, you know, I'll try some MMA and you just slowly build your confidence like that. And, and it's, you know, it's not something that's instant, you know, and like, I, like I said, I believe it's a, it's a full a, a, approach and there's a, a, a full life change to it. I'm not just saying that I sincerely like believe that, you know, I always tell people the most pre precious thing we have is our life. Hmm. There's nobody that is responsible to defend it better than ourselves. Nobody can do it. We, do, police are not going to be there. The chances of a cop being in your house when you're being attacked are very slim to none. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, people have been attacked in the street and people just walked away and turned around because people don't yeah. want to get involved. What does that tell you? You are responsible for your life. You need to learn self-defense. There is nobody who can defend your life better than yourself. And I say it in one of my self-defense videos because I totally believe it don't count on anybody to be there just count on yourself mm -hmm. i'm probably on the same token there you, you might agree if you know if you uh build up your confidence your self-defense self-defense skills um you don't have to be that person who's walking away when a conflict does arise you could help somebody who's at a disadvantage totally totally you know and like i you know there, there was a video i saw on youtube where uh there was a person being stabbed in a metro. Like, I mean, this was so close. And, and the guy's filming the person stabbing him with the knife on the ground. There's blood everywhere. And you could hear it. It was so like, I, I, I was like, and everybody's there and nobody's doing anything. I, I can understand Bro. the shock and the fear that people get. I can't understand how nobody could at least call the cops, you know, right away, find a weapon, hit him with something, try, you know. Again, it's very, that is extreme situation, but, you know, again, it, we have the habit of turning around the other way. And yes, learning self-defense might, you know, will give you the confidence to say, you know what, I'm going to step in and protect this woman, or I'm going to step in and, you know, help this, you know, person who's being bullied by two person, at least just me stepping up to their face and saying, look, you know, guys, it's enough. And it just your presence might be enough to just stop the whole articulate the whole fight you know hmm. so you are you know you learn self-defense for yourself but it's also to i believe to protect others and we have that duty to do it when we i believe that when you see somebody in need it is your duty to do something to you know help mm -hmm. others you know that's it's it's my philosophy altogether uh, it's a great philosophy and Actually, I uh, recall a story now too. The woman told me that uh, she was on the uh, 
SkyTrain, it was funny you were saying too, like you, you can just go up and defuse the situation. You don't necessarily have to be like, you know, Mike Tyson or, you know, a super tough guy. But this, uh, you know, nobody on the SkyTrain was helping this woman and this drunk guy was uh, harassing her, like getting right in her face and like being really aggressive. And uh, the only person who stepped up was a, a sh little tiny old guy who stepped in between them and that defused the whole situation. You see, just you, that that's a great example. You know what I mean? Just somebody stepping in, that's enough to, you know, create and change the momentum of the whole, you know, the whole, the whole situation, you know, so that, that, that is a great story. It's a great example, you know? Yeah, no, 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 no fighting was uh, necessary either. He just kind of yelled in the old guy's face too, and then he left. <laughs> it was <laughs> over, right? So, but nobody else helped her. It was just a short old guy, the little old guy helped her. And so it's, it, 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 I, I saw a similar story it was in a bus stop and there was a guy screaming at his you know, girlfriend or whatever she was, maybe girlfriend or wife. And he's screaming at her and he's swearing at her and he's being, and suddenly I just, I'm across the street and I'm looking at this and I just saw the entire line just like both people just split up from both sides and they were there. And I looked at this, I'm like, okay, uh, no, like at one point they were talking, started going up higher. I, I'm like, okay, this is where it's my time to, to get involved, you know? Uh, and it is a touchy situation those, you know, to get involved in those. Cause you know, I've had one experience where the woman just turned around and told me mind my own fucking business, mm -hmm. you know? So, so, you know, but in that case, I just, jumped over i went there and you know was able to just to like just by looking at him and talking to a few seconds just diffuse the situation you know but um and so yeah in the other situation somebody actually told you to just mind your own business really like, the, was she was actually being like physically assaulted or no the woman told me to mind my own business but but was she getting assaulted at that time well just... it was like just verbal assault and he was uh. kind of like grabbing her you know what i mean like probably like a you know girlfriend boyfriend conflict i really don't yeah. know but i mean it was just enough for me to say and what i'll do sometimes when i see this i'll literally just go and stand right next to them hmm. you know this is something that you know our our listeners could could maybe do you know next time they see just stand right next to them just your presence just by seeing a woman being you know you know verbally or bullied by you know another man and you just going right next and just standing there it changes the dynamics right away Hmm. So you don't need to say anything. Just doing that, you're you're gonna put a certain confidence into the person. You're gonna change the dynamics, and you might just you standing there might diffuse a situation. No, that's that's really cool. Again, if somebody doesn't even have training, if they have the confidence to go over there. Yeah, you don't need. I always tell people you don't. You know, you don't need to like. You know, be a hero. You don't. You don't need to go in and thinking. All right, I'm gonna go in there. You know, with punches flying. You could just hmm. go in there and say. Is there a problem? Does, is every, are you guys okay? Do you need help? You know what I mean? And find a way to defuse the situation. To me, that is self-defense. That is a way to, you know, again, it's not only physical. It's, you know, it, you know, again, uh, using verbal and being able to, you know, step in there and get the courage to do it and just be able to talk and, and defuse or de-escalate or find a way to, like, change the dynamics of the conflict and, you know, resolve the problem. That is, to me, that... That's a fight that you won. That's the mm. way I look at it, you know. It, it almost seems like a lot of the, the martial arts or the, the self-defense uh, techniques and stuff that you that you teach, actually, it's almost like kind of creating a backbone for people. They don't necessarily have to apply the actual techniques. It's like almost like knowing they can back themselves up if a situation does arise and then they can kind of step in without, being, without even being violent. Totally, you know, like, uh, that's why, like, you know, I, I try to teach people I try to keep it as simple as possible. Like when you look at our videos, just by watching, not even needing to do it, you will learn so much. Hmm. You will learn, like, you know what I mean? If if an attacker pulls out a knife in an elevator, you're in a closed environment. I've made many videos where I test it out and then I show you need to trap the knife in a closed court environment. So just by you understanding, yeah, Chances are you might get cut once, twice, who knows. But at least you know that I'm not going to, you know, try to kickbox my way of a knife fight in an elevator, but I will try to trap the knife and bridge the gap. And, you know, mm -hmm. so just just by you knowing it and watching it, it's going to register somewhere in your head. And that could potentially save your life or knowing how to use an improvised weapon like a chair or a school bag. You know, I mean, you're just putting a bag in front of you and just, you know, even if I was to swing it two, three times in his face and I was, he was to move back, well, and I could create enough, 
space for me to run, like, just get out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That to me, you know, if you know, that is survival. Like what I teach is not, you know, I tell people if you want to win a fight, go go into a boxing ring, go do some MMA, you win or lose fights. Mm-hmm. There is no winning or losing. It's all about survival. It's all about you going home in one piece. You going home to your family. That's what I teach people. So I'm I, I'm not a hero myself, and I don't promote any you know superstar moves or you know uh, I don't want to because I, I know that you know I, I don't want to get anybody killed and tell people oh yeah you see this this technique is a one two three it's very simple you can do it. Then you try to do it, then you get stabbed, and you realize, well, I thought I can do it. Well, no, because when a person's going to attack you full speed, full out, uh, you know, he's not going to come the way you just asked him to come, like in the video. Mm-hmm. He's going to come anyway, and that's and that's the scary and dangerous part. And that's why, again, in our videos, we've developed a lot of drills to develop all those, you know, all those, um, you know, all, the, the, teach you the strategies and the principles and, and the skills and, and develop drills to, to, to learn how to trap a knife and, and, and what to look out for and how to pin it, how to trap it, how to strike back. So that's, you know, again, that's the, the difference, you know, between what you're going to face in the street and, and, and sometimes what you do. I'm not saying there's some very good systems out there, you know, but you know, there's also some systems out there that I see that, you know, I, I believe can get you killed if you try any of it. I think you have better chance of just going berserk on your instincts than trying to pull some fancy move. Yeah, your brain would probably just freeze you anyways as soon as you try to even, like, recall a, a sequence when somebody's trying to knock your head off. Like, you're not going to even have enough time to recall a sequence. Totally, because, you know, your body's going to go into, like, you know, you're, first of all, you're going to go into automatic pilot. And I could tell you from experience, when you're fighting in a ring, you're in a different state of mind. You're in a clear state of mind. You're studying your opponent. He's moving. You're breathing. You're not. In the street, you know you have a couple of seconds. you got a couple of seconds to diffuse or go preemptive and get the hell out as quickly as possible. Mm. I always tell you, you want to go gross motor skills. You know, a principle, think big, hit, uh, aim big, hit big. That means use your biggest weapons, hit the biggest target. Don't go for anything specific. You know, use your palms, your elbows, headbutts, knees, grab the guy's hair, slam it, you know, whatever you find, uh, grab an improvised weapons, just keep it simple and get out as quickly as possible. You're not going to think about, you know, any specific, uh, you know, you know, anything precise, like I'm going to, you know, punch him in the form and I'm going to, you know, you know, grab his ear. Like it happens too fast. You know what I mean? You just want to hit the guy. Obviously just hit him, palm him, palm him, neck crank him. You know, you got his eyes, you go into his eyes. If you don't get his eyes, just grab his head, slam it on the floor, slam it and, you know, use mm. your environment, you know? So it's gotta be simple. It's gotta be fast because the longer you stay in there, I tell people, the less chances you have of surviving. It's, it's almost like, um, you're not really like in reality. You're not going to be able to use your finger for the uh, the death strike, right? <laughs> no, you're, you're not going to find it. You know what I mean? Again, and and you know, like I've done this a lot. And the fact that I've done a lot of scenarios and I've been in a lot of situations, your adrenaline kicks in, the fight or flight. You're listening to the, there's a lot of stuff happening at the same time. So anything complex won't work, mm. right? Unless you're training like every day, like you know, and you're doing scenarios, scenarios where you might be able to through a lot of training, be able to a little bit be more clear in the present moment. But a lot of times, if you don't have uh, a lot of experience, you know, everything is going to seem very foggy, very fast, you know. And a great example of that is that, you know, through my years of working in clubs, with time, I actually learned how to, you know, be completely clear and focused and breathe. And I was... I was able to control my adrenaline, my fart. like I, I had a certain control of everything that was going on. Whereas at the beginning, I would, you know, I, I remember one one of my first big situations. I, I I panicked. I was like screaming. I was all over the place. I'd lost a little bit of control of suddenly all the skills and everything I trained kind of went down the tube. But with time, I regained and I learned how to use it in a high stress situation. Because I was faced with it on a regular, regular basis. After you get two or three adrenaline dumps in one night, you know what I mean? It's something stupid like just kicking out, you know, like, you know, some kid who's a little bit drunk. But, you know, when you, when you know, when you're called and you said, like, you know, you got to come down now. You're like, you don't know what's going on. So the adrenaline goes from zero to 100 in a second. And you're running down and you're like, what's wrong? You know, and it's like, so you got to make a fast, you know, you got to make, you got to 
fast decisions, adrenaline is kicking, fear, because you don't even know what's happening. So there's a lot of stuff happening at the same time. So I could imagine somebody who is not faced with this on a regular basis, they will be so overwhelmed. You know, and this is why, again, it's important to learn self-defense. It's important to do some training, do some scenarios, and experience a little bit of that adrenaline. Because a lot of times people have mistaken adrenaline for fear. Mm-hmm. That's the, the most common thing. And I'm like, no, no, it's your adrenaline. Trust me, you need it. That's what's going to keep you alive. You know when you're going to get punched in the face? It's adrenaline. You know, uh, I remember uh, a friend who got stabbed in a club and he didn't know he got stabbed until he got in the car and drove halfway to his house because he didn't feel it. You know, it was just a, it was a small stab. But just to say that you, the adrenaline kicks in and you don't feel, and that's why a lot of times when people get hit, it's only after they're like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Like, you know, people have been sl- stabbed or slashed. They'll f- only after the adrenaline goes away, you start feeling the, seeing the blood or the cuts or the punches and you start, you know, Again, you start freaking out. You know what I mean? That's pretty crazy to say that like you got stabbed, and you got halfway home before you realize it. Because we all know how it feels to get a paper cut and how painful that is, right? But you could the fact that you could actually be stabbed and not even not even realize it. Um, it, it just shows how like it's like the adrenaline's like a major anesthetic in your body. Like you just, it just you know there for survival, obviously. So it's just numbing out everything. All right, this is Eddie Baller, and I'm back with Nick. And we, uh, my computer just literally is shut off for no reason at all because it still has power. But uh, that's the way it works. I'm not a technical guy. I don't know how this, uh, how to prevent that. I think I just need a new computer. So, so Nick, I, I forget where we where we left off, but uh, this is going to be the continuation of the video where it died there. Um, but I wanted to uh, mention your new site. I want to plug your new site because you actually, we were, I think we we're speaking. We might have been speaking about. Um, you know, conditioning yourself and you know putting yourself through different scenarios, and you have a lot of those scenarios. Like I've been watching a lot of them on your YouTube channel, yeah. and I uh, really, uh, really like them actually. And I, because I do have some some martial arts experience and more uh, boxing, it kind of you know everything just seems very the flow very naturally. Like the stuff you, the actual techniques you do show, it just it doesn't. It's nothing that you have to be like, super flexible for. You don't. You're not going to be doing any like flipping kicks or anything crazy. It's just very kind of practical stuff. Um, but you have a new site out now because yep. you actually just launched a new product. What 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 is the new what is the new site and what what is it all about? Okay, well our new site is uh, called Code Red Defense. Um, it's basically we have uh, fourteen videos, self defense videos, everything from you know it, it's a complete package. When we put it together, you know, with my partner Pat, we said. Let's make a complete self-defense package from A to Z that people could learn how to defend themselves. And I mean from like the first one is awareness and the second one is verbal diffusion. The second, third one is fighting stance. There's a sequence to all of them. And within each video, we have a section that basically I'm teaching. A section, then the part two is drills where it's like a live drills that are going to teach you and give you the skills and you know drills that you can do with a partner or alone at home to teach you how to you know whether it's to trap a knife or how to like you know use an improvised weapon and third we have scenarios where you know we have attackers that are coming at me at full speed you know where they're wearing the helmets we're going full out and uh, they're very dynamic they're you know um, we literally we dissected everything step by step. So when people watch the videos, I want them to learn everything they need to know, and they're simple. They're you know they're not like you said. There's no fancy kicks. There's no you know you could be you know 16 years old just so you can be 60 years old or you know even 70 because it's very simple what we teach in the sense that you know. It's, it's, it's simple concepts and strategies and you could adapt them to you and your capabilities. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not, like I said, there's nothing fancy about them. They're simple. Um, they're very real. They're dynamic. Uh, even our attackers that we got, none of, the, none of our attackers are martial artists. That was specific. I didn't want that in the video. I wanted real attackers who would commit, who would not come at me slow. And, you know, like I'm giving knife as an example. You know, I got Marco, who's six foot four, two hundred and fifty pounds, and you know, uh, <clears throat> who's coming at me 
full speed, you know, and we got attackers my size bigger just to show the variation of attackers and that, you know, not one technique will work for all of them, you know. So within these videos, we covered really everything you need to learn about self-defense, to defend yourself, to defend your loved ones, uh, to empower you and basically just give you confidence. And just by watching them, you will learn, you know, a lot. And you will understand, even if you don't physically do all of them, you'll understand, okay, wow, I can use an improvised weapon. Oh, I could use my belt. Oh, I can use a chair that way. I can use, you know, um, I could throw something at the person. You know what I mean? Like we have a bottle of water and I'm showing how you can, you know, how you can use anything you have in your hands. Mm. And sometimes they, you, you might not do it, but it will trigger something in your brain and you'll save and you'll be remember that I have that option, you know. Mm. So it's a complete self-defense package. You could download it or you can stream it and that's uh, it they're very exciting and they're you know they're yeah, again they're really good material and very good videos yeah no even even from your youtube channel it's a really awesome stuff that's been when why i've been following you so i'm looking forward to checking out your the uh, new content there on the new site um i know even from watching like um boxing or uh, watching ufc fights in the past when i was training i was you know just from watching something for a short time and seeing something once i was able to apply it when i was actually training and actually using it in sparring right so this is kind of same thing it's, it's amazing what the mind will recollect totally that's and that's what it does right just like like i said just like watching it you will pick up certain stuff and again you know we do have specific drills and if you have a training partner or you can you know uh, there's certain stuff that you could do alone and you could just train you know and train it and, and and practice it and learn it and you know if you're already a self-defense instructor you could take it and you could you know take what you like and put it in your repertoire and just you know create it and you know make it your own you know mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. find a way on you know how you could incorporate it in your training also, and if um, somebody wants to actually get a hold of you and contact you directly, is there what's the best way to do that? Uh, through coderedefense.com, uh, they could just uh, write uh, directly to me, or through uh, yeah, coderedefense.com. That's the best way. Okay, and that, I'll, that's I'll be, the best way. I'm going to be sure to include some links in the bottom uh, under the awesome. video here, so people, if they want to go check you out and check out your content as well as your YouTube channel and your Code Red Defense, uh, they'll be able to do that uh, easily and click through. Awesome. Awesome. Th thanks a lot for coming on uh, the show, hey, Nick. Th thank you very much for having me.